Hello, it's Gabby. A warm welcome to the Happier Life Project, brought to you by the free award-winning mental health and wellness app, My Possible Self. Okay, so today's episode really excites me for a number of reasons. The first being today's guest has literally become a firm fixture in my evening self-care routine. Since I've been following her videos, the results have been so amazing, not just on the outside, but on the inside too. I am absolutely thrilled to put her on your radar if she isn't already today. First, I want to address the title of this podcast episode, The Secret to Young Taut Skin Without Botox or Fillers. It feels a little clickbaity, right? But you're here, and I promise you, you are going to learn the secret to youthful, plump, taut skin without using Botox or fillers, and how to prevent or reduce any fine lines or wrinkles without having to pay for regular cosmetic injections. And by the way, if you do go down that route, no judgment at all. I'm no stranger to having the odd tweak here and there myself in the past. This is just not only offering you another option, which isn't just a great tool in our face and skincare routine, it's also incredibly good for our well-being too. Danielle Collins is the world-leading face yoga expert best-selling author, a regular media contributor, and she's a social media influencer. With over 18 years experience, Danielle has helped millions of people look and feel the best version of themselves using natural techniques to lift the face and boost well-being. The reason I personally love Danielle so much is because she really knows her stuff as you're about to hear. And if you're not a yogi, please don't let that put you off. Danielle's method is very well taught, so easy to follow. She explains exactly what we're doing and why we're doing it. And it's a really pleasurable experience. It should be part of everyone's daily self-care routine, no matter your age or sex. It will help ease tension, soothe headaches, help you relax, help you feel less anxious and stressed. And by relaxing all these tense muscles in your face, neck and shoulders, you will find yourself in a calmer, happier state. Plus, by looking better, you will feel better too. So, ready to find a healthier, happier you? Let's get started. Welcome, Danielle Collins, aka the face yoga expert to the Happier Life Project. I, being a yoga fan, am super excited for this particular episode. And to dive into face yoga, your area of expertise, can we start off with a really, really simple question? Sure. <laughs> what is face yoga? <laughs> well, face yoga or the Daniel Collins face yoga method, which is what I've been teaching for the last 18 years, has mm. five key areas to it. So facial exercise to so strengthen tone and muscles in our face. 
facial massage, which is great for boosting the circulation, really good for lymphatic drainage, great for glowing skin. It has facial acupressure, which is about applying pressure to certain points in our face. And as we do this, it has lots of wellness benefits, but also lots of aesthetic benefits too. We have facial relaxation. So this is about reducing some of the stress and tension, and even repetitive expressions that we have on our face through relax relaxation. And then the fifth area is the well-being. So my techniques are all very holistic. I'm such a believer in a holistic lifestyle. I'm really looking at us as a whole. So not just the face, but mind, body, soul as well. So mm. it's all designed to help lift and tone your face, but also to help you feel calmer and more balanced and happier in your mind and body as well. So it is basically like an extension of you know, yoga, because for me, I really connected with yoga in the pandemic and then I became obsessed. And now I've done like two teacher trainings and been to India and and yet I'm late to the party with face yoga. And then all of a sudden, maybe just about a year ago, I started on my social media channels getting promos and then it was face fitness. And it was all this content, basically, of people doing things with their faces and <laughs> calling it face yoga. And I was like, well, hang on, I've done two teacher trainings and I, I you know, why have we not included the face? So what's your, your take on this? Because am I just late to the party and this has been going on for, for a lot longer than I've been aware of it for or has this suddenly exploded because now I can't not see it in fact I see it every day <laughs> absolutely it's a whole combination of things I think so one of the big reasons I got into face yoga was because of yoga so I use yoga and lots of other holistic techniques to overcome a chronic illness which I had 20 years ago and completely healed myself from it within 18 months and that's what led me to this career and one of the very early trainings I did of course was a yoga teacher and I started mm. teaching a lot of yoga and meditation classes and this is going back sort of 18 years ago now I still teach yoga now in in, in my workshops in my face yoga teachings but back then people were saying to me danielle yoga's great for my body great for my mind but what about my face you know they didn't have those options that they have now whether it be a more invasive route or more natural route actually they were looking for something and i remember equally like what you said when i did my yoga teach training thinking how crazy is it that we learn everything from the neck down but nothing mm. about the 57 muscles in the head face and neck which i always had at the back of my mind while i was doing my face yoga teach training because I had this natural interest in the face as I did my yoga teach training sorry and I'd mm. also done training in face massage so actually yes this was lovely giving treatments to people but I wanted people to be able to do it on themselves really easy really simply and also go to classes and have one-to-one -one sessions just like they would with yoga for the body so really mm. this was some a lot of these things is what led me to do what I do now with face mm. yoga I mean, in terms of face yoga as a concept, in many ways, it's not a new concept. It is quite an integral part of yoga. If you go back and look at yogis thousands of years ago in India, they would do 
lots of techniques for their face. They would stretch their face muscles, they would massage their face, they would use acupressure points on their face in the same way as they would use on the body. If you look at traditional Chinese medicine, and again, go back thousands of years, actually things like acupressure points, acupuncture points on the face, mm -hmm. we used a lot. Shiatsu, exactly the same. There's many major points on the face. So it's not a new concept. I brought it very much into the mainstream about 18 years ago. And of course, over the years, as I've grown my business and the concept has grown, I now yeah. train people to be face yoga teachers. There's about 2000 teachers in over 70 different countries, which teach my methods. So wow. it's really being spread around the world. I've been really lucky to write two best-selling books. So one of my books has been translated into 15 different languages. So it's really nice to see how this is really spreading worldwide, but definitely you're mm. not late to the party. You know, many people that are into <laughs> yoga and are into holistic health still think, oh my goodness, what is this? Face yoga? I've never heard of this. And other people have like you've seen you know started to see little parts of it come through on their social media or if they're interested in yoga maybe they've learned a little bit at the end of a yoga class so actually yep. it's becoming more and more mainstream like yoga is now but if we go back even to the 1970s 1980s yoga itself wasn't mainstream in the western world so actually it's taking a little bit of time for even yoga to become mainstream yeah fair point i mean i had actually just in terms of you've pretty much covered it but um i had looked into well when were the origins of face yoga and you're right it goes back to in this um, article i found about the a history of face yoga the first beauty treatments and care are assumed to have taken place in 5000 bc uh, records of the egyptian queens enjoyed therapy from natural oils aromatherapy plants and other compounds to, to care for their face and then it like you explained as well it went over to china and the upper classes were using jade rollers which i've done yeah. some of your um youtube with the the jade roller i know that's that's something that you cover yeah so it does go way way back and then i i guess a cautionary tale in terms of my exploration with it is I nearly got scammed a couple of times before I found you. And I do think there's some copycats out there now because everybody wants to be an influencer and a content creator. And of course, with yoga in terms of, you know, more full, well, it is mind, body, soul. But if we're talking from the neck down, that's more complex, right, to sort of share and to teach or less easy to kind of mimic without the professional training versus what I almost got sucked into was women in making shapes with their face calling it face yoga and then I started to do a, a couple and then it's like oh you can take 10 years off your face and everything and just pay this amount and yeah there was a couple of times where I nearly got sucked in and then I looked a bit further and it was like well, hang on a minute well nobody's following them that is anybody that's an expert or you know there were just little things that when I started to pull it apart I was like but why are they doing that? Why are they doing that? And there was one woman with over a million followers who I won't say who it is but I did pay a small amount for something that a course and she just did one side and then said and do the other side and then she was like do this for a minute and then moved on to the next one I was like hang on I can't I can't follow along with this and it was really clunky and then I found you and then I 
really got into it. So I did your 10 day program, I suppose, um, that that comes with the first book on PDF. And that really drew me in. And I did that religiously every day. And then I got more into it. And then you've got so much content on your YouTube. And I started doing that. And then I was like, I'm actually really enjoying this. I want to do more than 10 minutes a day. So I've been doing like 20, 30 minutes and people have noticed. And I was like, this actually does work. So I'm not surprised that your business has grown to how it is. But in terms of somebody that does take a yoga seriously, the fact that you do explain it, why we're doing it, that you take the time so I can just follow along with you. You do both sides. The acupressure stuff, I absolutely love. That was a big rant for me to say I'm a fan, but people choose your practitioners wisely, you know, because I do think there are there are scammers out there. Oh, absolutely. And you need to look, you know, are people qualified? Do they have a level of experience? I mean, we take it really seriously, making sure that our face yoga teacher training course is fully accredited by external bodies, making sure it's a full qualification. And also we teach the health and safety advice to our teachers really seriously as well, you know, because what we're doing is we're instructing people to do something on their own face. So unlike if you went for something like a a face massage or a facial as a treatment, the practitioner can actually feel your face. But actually, when you're doing it yourself, you're your greatest teacher, you're your greatest guide. So one thing I always say to everyone who's doing face yoga, really listen to your body, really start to understand what feels good, what doesn't feel good. And with anything, and I think this goes for any industry, use your intuition. If something doesn't look right, if you come across something on Instagram or Facebook, and actually it's lots of false promises, and there's not much integrity behind it, then use your intuition and, and that won't won't guide you wrong. Mm, absolutely. I wanted to share this with you. I heard uh, an interview with Trini Woodall, and she said something and I was like oh I'm going to mention that to Danielle and that was we don't touch our face enough coming from the I guess mantra of being a mental health and wellness app it feels so good it feels really really good yeah but that thing about the fear of touching our face I mean probably because we don't want to get it dirty yeah or ruin our makeup or whatever but what what do you have to say to that it's super interesting you say that because I've now got a daughter that's just turned 11 or I have two daughters, 11 and seven, but my 11 year old hormones are starting to kick in and she's starting to get a few very small spots on her face. And I keep saying to her, don't touch your face. Don't rub your face. Now it's interesting because this is coming from somebody who is, you know, it's my job to get people to touch their face. Right. And what I'm meaning to her, and I often have to correct myself. I say, don't rub your face with dirty hands. And that's what it is, you know? So, so actually what what she tends to do is her hands are dirty and then she's rubbing her skin you know maybe when you're stressed or you're doing a schoolwork or that type of thing mm-hmm. and then you are spreading the bacteria around that's often what so many of us have heard mm-hmm. growing up which is great advice in terms of not spreading bacteria onto your face and reducing things like acne however there's a flip side of that where when your face is clean and your hands are clean touching your face can be the 
the most beneficial nurturing thing you can do for your skin. Mm. Beneficial in terms of it's a great way to reduce stress and tension. It's a great way to reduce those expression lines. I like using the word etching into the skin, stop them etching into the skin. Mm. It's a great way to boost the blood circulation. It's a great way to help with the lymphatic drainage. It's amazing to touch the skin. And it also, as you quite rightly said, feels so good as well mm -hmm. and we all know the power of touch the power of a hug the power of someone gently touching us the power of someone massaging us and we forget that we have those healing ha hands ourselves we have the healing powers within ourselves mm -hmm. and we forget the value of self-massage mm -hmm. and self-touch and that can feel instantly so good mm -hmm. and often when people come to face yoga that can be maybe the first time that they've actually touched themselves in quite a nurturing way and right. that can sometimes bring up a lot of emotion you know i've seen over the years so many different things some people can really feel massive release of emotion and even cry after they've done a face yoga session because mm. actually it's the first time that maybe they've released a lot of stagnant blocked energy there or there's the first time they've actually realized they've got such healing nurturing powers in their own hands for other people can just feel like a really nice relief you know oh i've had that jaw tension for 10 years mm. or 20 years and now i know that i can release it in just a couple of minutes every day so our hands are so powerful and yes we should be touching our face more mm. and it's a really good reminder for me as well when I'm telling my daughter don't rub your face to actually say don't rub your face with dirty hands yeah. actually when your hands are clean touch your face it's a beautiful thing to do yeah I mean it's definitely worked for you hasn't it when I was in my early 20s I was a dancer in Ibiza I was you know out drinking smoking when I was out you know late nights probably not wearing sun cream religiously you don't think about things like wrinkles or whatever in your um maybe you do so 20 year olds more so now i'm not sure but yeah that you kind of got a head start there didn't you the message is to to everybody you can do it at any age and that you don't need to be a yogi either so if you're not into yoga if that's not your bag you can still benefit from doing face yoga Absolutely. Really at any age, you know, I've seen people come to face yoga in their late teens, you know, 18, 19, 20. I've also worked with clients in their early 90s wow. as well. So, and everything in between. And people are getting completely different things out of it at different ages. You're right in saying, if you're maybe 18, 19, 20, you're not so worried about lines and wrinkles in the skin. Maybe you're doing it from a prevention point of view, but lots of times when I've worked with people that age, it's because maybe they're getting headaches or they're holding a lot of stress in their jaw or maybe they're going through exams or their hormones mean that their skin is changing and then again people in their 90s again they're not so worried about reducing the lines and wrinkles but actually going back to that power of the healing hands and the nurturing touch mm. and actually something that they can do just to help themselves feel a little bit healthier a little bit calmer a little bit more relaxed you know often i've taught people of that age in a group setting which is wonderful so you get the social interaction as well and then of course all the decades in between you know and many people do come to face yoga yes to reduce the light right lines and wrinkles particularly I find that women in their 30s 40s 50s and 60s tend to come to it for that reason mm. but I was having a conversation with someone earlier actually saying that people come to face yoga because they want to look good mm. but they're often staying with face yoga because they are feeling so good yeah and so 
me that's amazing yes it's continuing to help their skin but actually what's really motivating them to do it every day is how it makes them feel and they realize it's so much more than the face they're realizing the deeper wellness benefits as well mm, absolutely and keeping on the, the thread of mental health and how face yoga can help Certainly in terms of, like you mentioned, releasing stress, helping with headaches, you know, helping with anxiety, that soothing nature of it as well, if you're feeling a bit low. But I think another side of it is the aesthetic side in terms of another reason that people suffer with their mental health is if they've not got a great deal of money. You know, we talk about like Botox, you're supposed to get it every three months ish and it's not cheap. And it's not cheap to do it that amount of time. So actually with face yoga in terms of like the plumping, the helping with the skin, elasticity, smoothing out the lines, all of the cosmetic things. If you do that and you are looking better, then it is giving you a boost for your mental health as well. Oh, absolutely. It's all connected. You know, when we look better, we feel better. And when we feel better, we look better. So yes, knowing that you've got a tool that you can use in your own hands every day for free, mm -hmm. really simply. And it's nice that people actually have the almost the control over their own faces, something mm -hmm. which I've noticed a lot of people that perhaps has something like Botox for many, many years beforehand, and then maybe came to face yoga. They say it was very much a sort of roller coaster of up and down. So they'd go and have their Botox and their skin would look amazing, exactly what they wanted to. A few months later, they'd notice those lines and wrinkles coming back again. So they were quick. Let's book another doctor's appointment. Let's go back and have the Botox. And it was that sort of up and down. Mm -hmm. Whereas the lovely thing with face yoga is your skin gradually starts to look better and better. And if you then do start to see, okay, I'm starting to see a bit of tension here or a bit of stress here or a line here, you can instantly work on that and you get instant results, but longer lasting as well. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I'm not against Botox mm -hmm. by any means. You know, I haven't chosen to do it myself ever. However, I've always said this, I'm very much pro-choice. You know, I love that we now live in a society where particularly as women, we have choices. And it's probably the first time in history where we really had choices about what we do and about what we do for our body and our skin mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. And you can definitely do face yoga and Botox. That's the other thing to say, you know, yeah. it's not, you know, you're not necessarily have to be in one camp or the other. It's not an exclusive camp of natural health and beauty. You can just genuinely have Botox, you know, make sure you wait a few weeks before you do your face yoga, but then do face yoga to maintain results. That's also fine as well. Oh, that's really interesting. And I'm sure a very valid point, especially for our sort of demographic. In terms of like, how much should we be doing a day? You're obviously a fantastic ambassador for yourself. How much do you do a day to keep the skin looking so incredible? I mean, I do my face yoga every evening. So I tend to fit it in when I do my skincare. And then usually when I'm watching a little bit of TV each night with my husband. Mm -hmm. So literally we don't have a huge amount of time to do that each night. But I find that I've done my skincare. I'll usually massage in my skincare. We'll sit down together or either have a chat or watch some TV. And then I'll do my facial exercise. Then maybe I'll bring a tool into it. So I'm usually doing about 20 minutes a day, mm -hmm. sometimes longer if I'm doing 30 minutes, great. Sometimes it's 10 minutes, but pretty much 
it's every single evening that I'm doing face yoga. Mm -hmm. My mornings tend to be much busier. Mm -hmm. I have two little girls, as I mentioned, so I'm getting them ready for school. However, what I tend to do, whether it's have a, a shower before I drop off at school or I come back and I do it after before I start my working day, I'll then try and bring a tool that maybe takes one minute or two minutes. So like a gua sha or a jade roller or a cancer wand or something like that mm -hmm. just to really help my skin to look refreshed for the day as well. Mm. I've got a tip since doing it. Make sure your nails are short. <laughs> yes. I know. I've never been able to get long nails. <laughs> no, because, yeah, I did at first start getting a few indentations in my face. Yes. And I was like, okay. I think I have to say goodbye to having slightly longer nails. <laughs> oh, I know. I mean, you can adapt around it. I've seen lots of people with longer nails sort of adapting. And like with longer nails, with everything, you get used to sort of changing and adapting what you do. Mm. Um, so you can do it. But generally, yeah, shorter nails work better. Yeah. Where's a good place to start, do you think, with face yoga? To the complete novice like I was a few months ago yeah start simple and start small so what you did was ideal so you went and did my 10 day course which mm -hmm. is 10 minutes of full face face yoga every day over 10 days you also get a full digital copy of my first book danielle collins face yoga which has over 51 minute techniques in there those are skincare tips yoga tips wellness hacks as well and that's really nice because it really kicks starts mm -hmm. a routine and you can repeat that after 10 days you know you can keep that going on a cycle if you would like to so i would say start off with a maximum of 10 minutes every day and if you think oh okay i can't even do 10 minutes pick one minute so again you can e use either one of my books danielle collins face yoga or the face yoga journal both of them have loads of one minute techniques in there and just start with that but the key is to keep it up regularly mm -hmm. so you don't want to be doing say 30 or 40 minutes once a week and then nothing else for the rest of the week i would definitely say a couple of minutes every day is the best way and be realistic with it think when can i do it in my daily life mm -hmm. um think about integrating it so maybe you want to do it in the bath or shower Hour. maybe you can do a couple of minutes whilst you're doing your skincare if you're good with doing your skincare morning or evening maybe you can do some of the hands-free techniques while you're driving in the car maybe you can do what i do if you sit down and watch tv in the evening then do your face yoga then you know think about how can i fit it into my daily life i mean your ideal case scenario is to do a beautiful yoga practice <laughs> sit down on your mat afterwards with your skincare and do a full 30 minutes of face yoga yeah. and that's lovely and you know sometimes i do that and i know many people do do that but if that isn't what you can do, do what you can, but do it regularly. Mm, I think with your method in particular, what helps with the wellness stuff is the fact that you incorporate breathwork, pranayama and also positive affirmations. So um, in terms of like getting that 10 minutes of self-care into your day, you're kind of getting a few different benefits in the one. Yeah, all in one. Yeah, all yeah, in one, exactly. Yeah. I wondered if you wouldn't mind sharing your favourite exercise, because I think people will find this interesting, your favourite one for cosmetic reasons yeah. and then your favourite one for more like holistic well-being, mental health reasons. Love that. So both are both really. <laughs> yep. Both are good for your well-being and for your mental health and also aesthetic. But what I love doing, because I think it's so simple and easy, is when I've applied my skincare, taking all my fingers and just tapping 
over my skin. So light quick taps all the way over my neck, my cheeks, under my eyes, and all the way over my forehead. It's so simple. You can do it either for about five seconds like I did there, or you can do it up to one minute. And it's really good because it's boosting that blood circulation. So it's brightening the skin. Mm. It's helping the skincare to just penetrate deeper into the skin. It's mm. helping to naturally boost the collagen elastin as well. So really good for aesthetic reasons, but obviously it's great for our wellness as well. If I was to pick one that was purely for wellness but again it's going to be really good for for how you look as well it would just be in a corner of the eye so just on the edge of the nose there where you feel a natural indentation mm-hmm. pressing there and focusing on the breath so breathing in for about a count of four and your abdomen rises and then breathing out for about a count of six and you feel your tummy lower and then you can massage in little circular actions that's so good if you want to just instantly feel relaxed, instantly feel calm. You combine it with the breath, which we know it's been scientifically proven in hundreds of studies to be amazing for our wellness and our mental health as well. It's also a lovely point you can use just before you go to bed. So if you suffer from insomnia, it's a really nice one to do. It's mm. also great to do during your working day. So if you've been using a screen a lot and maybe you get eye strain or tired eyes, it's a great one for that too. Mm. You know, something else I I uh, figured out along the way while I was doing my research, but also just really enjoying <laughs> doing your, your exercises. Putting a drop of essential oil on your pulse points. Lovely. So are you like inhaling some lavender or bergamot? Bergamot, you know the one. Bergamot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's the one, that's the one. <laughs> so whilst you're doing it, you're like inhaling the essential oil. It was like for me I loved it but I really love if you don't mind me sharing my faves of yours as well in terms of the cosmetic one I love the lip plumper with just flicking like this with your thumb yeah you know this one so good it works instantly and I listen people out there if you've got if you're on a date and you want to you're hoping you're going to get a smooch (laughs) just nip off to the bathroom yeah flick your lips yeah (laughs) come back and you're good to go (laughs) absolutely because you are instantly just flushing that area with fresh blood which is a short-term plump but also because you're gradually helping with the renewal skin cells you're naturally um, improving the collagen over time as well so if you're doing it regularly it goes back to doing it regularly it's going to have have results long term yeah love that one good choice yeah I felt like Angelina Jolie (laughs) yes I love it Then I suppose for the wellness, you will be able to explain this better, but the one acupressure points, but this one sort of on the sides of each nostril Nostril. and then pushing here and then you said that helps with the under eye brightening it does and also sinuses as well so if you've got a cold or maybe you're you get a runny nose a lot or Mm -hmm. you get a lot of headaches pressing that point just either side of the nostrils again it's a nice one because there's sort of that natural little dip in there Mm -hmm. so you know exactly where it is it's like the one that i described there's that natural dip which is always quite nice because you know you're on the the right spot there but yes another nice one Mm. i shared it with my seven-year-old nephew well he's just turned eight because he was saying he was a bit blocked up and i was like i've got a trick you can do (laughs) (laughs) amazing so yeah could you share three things that somebody should know about face yoga that's going to help with their happiness and their mental health journey yeah so first thing i would say is make sure you incorporate your breathing 
that's going to help your health, your wellness, but particularly your mental health more than anything. So check in with your breathing before, during and after face yoga. Slow it down because we all tend to breathe quite shallow. And when we're actually breathing deeper and slower, we bring ourselves into that rest and digest response. So rather than being in that fight or flight response, that sympathetic nervous system, we go into the parasympathetic nervous system. And that's where we can truly feel calm and our mental health can feel feel much, much better. We can feel way more balanced and way more grounded. So I say first thing is really focus on your breathing. Mm -hmm. Second thing is bring affirmations into what you do. So breathing deeply, but also saying positive words that start with I am. And usually you can do something which I call the game of opposites. So if you're feeling perhaps really tired and maybe you're feeling really low, you could say what's the opposite to that? Okay, so I am energized. So we're going to say, I am energized and then maybe if you're feeling low maybe you want to feel much more peaceful or, or calmer and you can so you can say I am energized I am calm and repeat each one really clearly either out loud or in your mind three times even if you don't fully believe it as you do it that's fine it's gradually going to trickle into your subconscious because what we all do as human beings is we tend to have about 80 percent of our thoughts as negative and it's almost like a protection mechanism that we have so it often feels quite uncomfortable when we're saying those positive words about ourselves but if we can try and just repeat them regularly and clearly soon they start to become our reality so keep that up really regularly as well mm. and the third thing i would say try and do face yoga from a place of self-love and if that feels difficult just do it from a place of self-gratitude so if we come into face yoga because we absolutely hate our face and we want to change everything and we're despising our lines and wrinkles then we're never going to a enjoy it or b get the results we want if we can come to it from a place of I love myself enough to do this. I love myself enough to nurture my face, to look after my face. I love myself enough to make these positive changes. Then we're gonna get way better results because what we feel on the inside really radiates out through our face. Now I know if we are having a difficult time, self-love can be really, really difficult. Even self-care can be really, really difficult. But actually if we can just come from then a place of gratitude. So thank you that I've got these hands that can touch my face. Thank you that I've got this skin. Thank you. I've got these facial muscles thank you i've got these eyes and this mouth that works you know even if we can just come from that basis then we're doing it from a really positive place mm. oh great answer we've just got one final thing to do and that's the last five in five so this is more i suppose quick fire um that i ask every guest so here we go when and where are you at your happiest Oh, for sure, when I'm by the sea. I'm obsessed by the water. I don't know if it's because mm. I'm a Pisces. I grew up fairly near the sea, but I never appreciated it when I was a child. And I, I left the coast when I was 18 to come to where I live in Bath now. But whenever I go back, I have a lot of family still in Devon. I absolutely uh. love it. And if I can be there with my family, even better. So by the sea with my family. Oh, gorgeous. Yeah, I'm a Scorpio, so I, I know exactly where you're coming from. Amazing. <laughs> birthday coming up I do I do yes (laughs) what's your favorite thing to do that nourishes your mental health 
Oh, for sure, walking, yoga, and face yoga. They're my three, what I call non-negotiables every day. So whatever I'm doing, I make sure I walk in some capacity. If I can do 10,000 steps a day, great, but that's so important for me. Doing some form of yoga, so whether it be just a two minute child's pose or it be a full hour yoga class, whatever I can fit in, and doing some face yoga. And actually the face yoga and yoga have been a big part of my life for 20 years. The walking only actually since the pandemic, you know, back oh. when we were only allowed to go out for 30 minutes every day you know those rules yeah. back then where it's like stick to your 30 minutes yeah. but that actually set me up in a really good habit and rarely a day goes by now where I don't walk and I find that one of the most positive things for my mental health and I can suffer with my hormones and actually particularly leading up to my period and I've got this little mantra I say to myself and it's Danielle just put your trainers on you know if I'm feeling in quite a low place I actually say put your trainers on and I walk and what a difference that makes like cannot tell you so walking is so important for me mm, yeah what piece of advice do you now know that you wished somebody would have told you earlier that would have made you a happier person we spend our whole lives worrying what people think of us and actually in my experience maybe people think about you for a second or two or maybe they're judging you for a second or two but quite quickly they go back to thinking about themselves and actually thinking about what other people think of them mm. so as soon as we start to understand that people are not judging us in the way that we think they are we don't live our life then according to what everybody else wants so my biggest advice would be stop worrying what other people think. Yeah, good advice. What is the most important one thing that needs to change to make the world a happier place? I honestly believe if we could all work on our inner peace, the world would be a completely different place. And all that we need to do is take responsibility for ourselves and think about how can we feel really peaceful inside? Because as soon as we do that, it starts to have that ripple effect. And I honestly believe if every individual in this world felt peaceful within themselves and felt truly connected to themselves at a soul level, then actually most problems in this world would go, particularly things like wars. So mm. actually it is just about taking time for your own peace and your inner peace. Mm. Final question. What is a simple, actionable first step that we can take when it comes to incorporating face yoga into our daily routine? that will help us all on our mission to building a happier life just start with one minute a day start really simple start really small straight after you've listened to this podcast go and do one minute of face yoga and then make that a habit for life yeah and a good place to start would be to check out your stuff so let's direct people to where they can find you you've obviously got a website it's faceyogaexpert.com so you've got all the information on there so my books are on there my teacher training course the 10-day talk course we talked about mm -hmm. my skincare's on there the facial tools the gua sha's the, the jade rollers the rose quartz rollers all of that you can also follow me on instagram facebook tiktok all of the places face yoga expert check out my youtube channel as well i have over a thousand videos on there again that's face yoga expert yeah so much amazing stuff to like get stuck into and also i saw that you've got an is it online you've got like a, a retreat because i was like oh i quite fancy yes. that 
This is in early December, it's going to be. Yeah, the Face Yoga Winter Retreat, it's going to be lovely. So it's three hours, it's online, so you can join anywhere in the world. We're going to be doing face yoga, really delving into some of the key lifting techniques. We're going to be doing yin yoga, which for me, I think the winter's the perfect time to do some yin yoga. And I'm also going to guide you how to use a gua sha as well. So how you can use that to lift and tone your face. Awesome. Well, I'm very grateful that I discovered you. Thank you so much for today and also for all the content that you're doing. And the aim of the game is to feel better, right? Looking better is a bonus. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Happier Life Project with me, Gabby Sanderson. If you are suffering with your mental health, there is a crisis button on the My Possible Self app which will signpost you to the correct information for immediate expert advice. Those of you who are listening on one of the podcast platforms, the My Possible Self app is completely free to download, so you don't need to worry about it costing you anything. The views expressed in this podcast are solely those of the interviewer, which is me, and the interviewees. The content of this podcast should not be considered as a substitute for professional or medical advice. And the primary healthcare are not involved in the production or content of this podcast. If you found this episode helpful and you haven't already left us a review, that really goes a long way in helping to validate the podcast series and widen the reach. And to find and follow us on social media, we are at My Possible Self and I've been at Radio Gabby. Do take care and I'll see you on the next one. Bye for now.